your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 391 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. And today, going to have some fun and take a look around the league at some potential trade targets for the New York Rangers. Going to dive into some of the bigger names here, guys, that have been at least somewhat rumored to potentially be on the trade block this offseason and going to talk about whether or not the Rangers could, maybe even should look to trade for some of these guys and what it might cost to acquire them. Now, I just want to clear up something before, well, two things, actually. First of all, we're not doing Jack Eichel today, at least not today, because we've talked quite a bit about Jack Eichel uh, throughout this offseason, really throughout the past calendar year or so, because that's about when Jack Eichel trade rumors, specifically to the New York Rangers, began to spring up. And I just feel like we spent a lot of time of it. We've covered it from just about every angle. And it does seem like a Jack Eichel trade might finally manifest itself within the next couple of weeks here. Obviously, if he comes to the Rangers, we're going to be talking all about that. We'll dive into it from every single angle. But you guys know, anybody who's been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you guys know that I'm lukewarm to the idea at best. In a nutshell, I just don't think Jack Eichel is going to be worth the price that he commands in a trade, whether you're the Rangers or any anybody else. And the other point that I just wanted to make before we kind of reveal some of the names that we're going to be talking about in today's episode as far as potential trade targets are concerned is that somebody's placement on this list does not necessarily mean that I'm endorsing the Rangers to trade for this player. They just happen to be big names. They might be out there, might be available. And it's a situation where the Rangers should probably at least uh, do their due diligence and kind of see what it might cost, at least get in touch with these teams that might be trading some of these players. And as far as one of the bigger names that's out there and somebody who has been Coming up in trade rumors, really, uh, you know, even before the season ended, and now certainly that the offseason is about to kick in, is Johnny Gaudreau from the Calgary Flames, 27-year-old left winger. I'll be honest, I'll just say this right off the bat here, guys. I'm not really that keen on the Rangers trading for Johnny Gaudreau. I just feel like it's kind of more of the same. He's a tremendously skilled player, but certainly not the biggest guy out there. And I think the Rangers have a lot of guys who kind of fit that description right now. And we'll get into some more reasons why I'm not really feeling like a Gaudreau trade in just a second here. But I will say, you know, anytime somebody is talented as Gaudreau becomes available and there's at least a chance that your team could be in on him, I think you at least got to talk about it and, you know, just kind of examine it from as many angles as possible. And if you're the Rangers, I think you owe it to yourself to at least do your due diligence on a player like Johnny Gaudreau, who once again could become available this offseason. Now, to take it from the top here, why is Johnny Gaudreau available? He's obviously a tremendously talented player. He's had a lot of really nice seasons for himself with the Calgary Flames. He is still just 27 years old. As far as why the Flames might look to move on from him, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, the Flames missed the postseason this past season, and they did so while competing in, let's just call it like it is, the weakest division in hockey. And it was also a division where four of these seven teams made the playoffs. The Canada division was the only one of the four divisions that only had seven teams. And of course, that obviously means more than half the teams make it. Flames couldn't make the cut. 
And this also comes just two years after the Flames had the best record in the entire Western Conference. And what happened when they did that and had the best record in the Western Conference? Well, they were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs by the Colorado Avalanche in just five games. And they did make the playoffs last year as well. You know, they were in that crazy 24-team bracket. They got out of the qualifying round, but then they lost to the Dallas Stars, I believe, in six games in that season. So they really haven't made any significant deep runs in the Johnny Goodrow era. And, you know, the Flames, they've even talked about trading Matthew Kachuk. And on one hand, you might say, well, what does that have to do with Goudreau? It's a different player. And you're right. But if the Flames are willing to trade a young, talented player like Matthew Kachuk, who's even younger than Johnny Goudreau and is under team control, then if you're going to do that, you might as well just trade everybody. You might as well just go into full-fledged, tear-down, rebuild mode. And again, if they trade Kachuk, I think more dominoes are going to fall after that or maybe even before that. But if, if Kachuk gets dealt... I would think that Gaudreau's probably on his way as well. And if you subscribe to the theory that the Flames are looking for a shakeup and a rebuild, whatever you want to call it, then it is definitely conceivable, once again, that they could move on from Johnny Gaudreau, especially since he's entering the final year of his six-year contract. More on that in just a second. But first, I just wanted to kind of pause for, for a minute here and give you Gaudreau's career stats in his eight seasons with the Calgary Flames. He has appeared in 520 regular season games, scored 170 goals, dished out 324 assists, so 494 points in 520 games. In an additional 30 playoff games, Gaudreau has scored eight goals and notched 11 assists, so 19 points in the 30 postseason games. And as far as just kind of breaking this down into like pros and cons about why the Rangers could or should be interested in Johnny Gaudreau, let's just start with the obvious here, an obvious pro, and that is that Johnny Gaudreau is just a really freaking good hockey player. I mean, let's just start there and kind of begin with the basics. Uh, the skill levels are just off the charts. I don't think anybody who has seen Goudreau play would deny this. He's one of the most exciting players in hockey when he's got the puck on his stick. It's appointment television. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, another reason why, you know, the Rangers could be interested in Goudreau is that this is not the first time that Goudreau's name has come up as far as trade rumors in general and also potentially being traded to the Rangers. I don't think this really picked up a, a lot of steam when it happened in the past. Certainly, there was nowhere near as much coverage of a potential Goudreau to the Rangers trade as there was a Jack Eichel to the Rangers trade. It really never picked up a ton of steam, but it was at least whispered uh, in the past. And as far as the Rangers dealing for Goudreau, listen, this could be a classic case of somebody who simply just needs a change of scenery because like we talked about, believe it or not, Goudreau has now been in the NHL for eight seasons. And for a while there, he had Calgary looking like one of the most exciting young teams in the league. It was a team that you know, was kind of uh, rebuilding on the fly and, and looking like a team that had a ton of upside was going to be at or near the Western Conference on basically a annual basis going forward. That really hasn't manifested. In fact, they've kind of regressed these last couple of seasons here. And it could be a situation where maybe going to a place like the Rangers could help Johnny Goudreau from a mental perspective as well, because he doesn't have to be the guy with the New York Rangers. And I realize, you know, Calgary, they have other talented players as well. You know, Sean Monaghan, Matthew Kachuk, just to name a few. But he is kind of the center of the universe there in Calgary. And if he comes to the Rangers, well, they've got Artemi Panarin. They've got Adam Fox, who just won the Norris. Igor Shesterkin's an exciting young goalie. Mika Zibanejad is still there. There's a lot of talented, exciting young players on that team. And obviously, people are going to be paying attention to Goudreau because he's the new guy. And, you know, obviously, we want him to produce. But he wouldn't have to be the guy in New York, so to speak. And finally, one more pro for Goudreau. He's in a contract year. And whether it's hockey or any sport, 
Guys in contract seasons tend to put up pretty good numbers. I don't, I can't even imagine why that's the case when, when they're about to enter free agency. But yeah, I mean, that does seem to be the trend. And, you know, I'm sure Gaudreau would have a fire lit under his tail and want to obviously do well for himself and set himself up for a nice contract. But to kind of build on that point and kind of turn it over to the cons here, that's just it. Gaudreau is in the final year of a six-year contract. So the Rangers, I don't know that they should really be lining up to trade away a bunch of assets to get Johnny Gaudreau when it's entirely possible that the Rangers could then end up losing Johnny Gaudreau in free agency after this season. I don't think the Rangers are in some one-year window to win the Stanley Cup here. And that being the case, I wouldn't want to risk giving away, you know, like Keandre Miller or Pavel Buchnevich, whoever it might be, to bring in Johnny Gaudreau, and then Gaudreau walks after this season anyway. That's no good for the Rangers and uh, not something that they should be looking to do. Obviously, if they could get a deal done with him, that's another story, but you start to have problems there as well because if you give Johnny Gaudreau an extension and you got to figure he's going to get a nice pay raise, I believe he's at $6.75 million right now, you got to believe he's going to get a pay raise and where are the Rangers going to come up with all this money to re-sign the Adam Foxes of the world and Igor Shesterkin and, you know, Philip Hedl's a restricted free agent. Pavel Buchnevich right now is a restricted free agent. So uh, that could cause some issues down the road. Could also mean Mika Zibanejad is gone as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky situation. I mean, listen, somebody this talented becomes available. You have to do your due diligence. But again, I don't want to see the Rangers deal away all these assets and then either see Goodrow walk in free agency after this season or sign with the Rangers long term, but also be the cause of other players that we know and love having to then uh, basically be cap casualties for the Rangers and just allowing these guys to walk in free agency. Uh, that's not ideal. And that's another one of the reasons why I'm kind of lukewarm at, at best on Johnny Goodrow, uh, kind of like I am with Jack Eichel. He's also a left winger, which is where the Rangers are deepest. And believe it or not, he's kind of declined in recent seasons. I mean, he's still a really good player, don't get me wrong. But to kind of just illustrate my point here, what we're going to do here is take a look from Goudreau's fourth most recent season all the way up to this past season. We'll give you his point totals from all of the past four seasons. So he had 84 points in 80 games in 2017-2018, jumped up to 99 points in 82 games in 2018-2019, but then just 58 points in 70 games in 2019-2020, and then this past season, only 49 points in 56 games. And again, none of these are bad seasons. He's obviously still a very productive player, but at 27, I mean, that's like your prime age there. And 26, same thing. And for some reason, his numbers are kind of going in the wrong direction here. And again, maybe he needs a change of scenery. And I should also mention that certainly points are not everything, but when you're Johnny Gaudreau, uh, points are extremely important. That That's a huge part of what he brings to the ice. If Johnny Gaudreau's not scoring goals and racking up assists, then I don't really know that he's really doing a whole lot to help your team. And you got to have points if you're bringing in somebody like Johnny Gaudreau. He's got to be able to put up the points. But we're going to talk about a couple other potential trade targets for the Rangers in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. 
be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms about your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Com. So let me just say, there's somebody nearby that is mowing his lawn. Apparently, he's going to be doing this from now until the end of time. I uh, tried to wait this out and just wait to finish recording this episode. But at this point, I just want to press forward and uh, get this episode out for you guys. Hopefully, you can't hear the lawnmower. Even if you can, I don't think it'll distract too much or take away. It's probably very faint in the background. But uh, yeah, you know, we just talked about Johnny Gaudreau. I'm lukewarm about him. We've talked about Jack Eichel ad nauseum in prior episodes. I'm very lukewarm about him. I don't even know that I'm lukewarm. I think I'm kind of cold to uh, the idea of trading for Jack Eichel at this point, given how much it would cost to acquire him. But with that said, let's shift our attention to somebody that I absolutely love and somebody who I actually would give away uh, fairly significant pieces if it meant acquiring this player. And that's going to be Mark Shifley, 28-year-old center for the Winnipeg Jets. It can be up for debate right now as far as whether the Jets would move on from him or not. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. You know, there was an incident with him in the playoffs where he ended up getting suspended and couldn't help the team in the second round. But our good friend, Anthony Scoltori of Forever Blue Shirts, he does a phenomenal job covering the Rangers, by the way. If you guys have not checked out foreverblueshirts.com, can't recommend it enough. He's always right on top of everything and is very often the first uh, individual to break news surrounding the New York Rangers. But Anthony had an article last month on foreverblueshirts.com about Mark Shifley and the Rangers potentially being a fit. Uh, Larry Brooks also talked about this in a recent article, and I got to give a shout out to Eddie. Eddie's a very loyal listener to this podcast. We trade emails every now and then, and I know that uh, Eddie recently emailed me with this idea of potentially trading for Mark Shifley, and I absolutely love it. Of all of the sort of big-name, all-star caliber players that will or at least could be available via trade. Sheffley is at the top of my list for the New York Rangers. He has spent nine seasons with the Winnipeg Jets, 575 regular season games, 201 goals scored, 306 assists, so 507 points in 575 career regular season games. He has also appeared in 33 playoff games, scoring 18 goals and 13 assists for 31 points in those 33 postseason games. And speaking of the postseason, this is somebody, and this is one of the biggest pros in, in Mark Shifley's favor and one of the biggest reasons why I like him. He is someone whose game would translate exceptionally well, and it already has translated exceptionally well to postseason hockey. We'll talk about that more in a second as well. But in general, I think the biggest kind of broadest statement I can make about Mark Scheifele and why I'd be interested in the Rangers acquiring him, he is the personification of everything that the Rangers lack right now. And, you know, we always talk about wanting to add more toughness, more grit, 
more snarl. Pick whichever adjective you'd like to use to describe that style of play. But you guys know what I'm talking about when I throw around words like that. And to be fair, I do think the Rangers have a little bit more grit, toughness, snarl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, than they're typically given credit for when you can look at guys like Jacob Truba, Ryan Lindgren. Uh, Kreider plays with a little bit of an edge to his game, just to name a few. But hey, you could always use more of that stuff, right? And Sheffley brings that in spades. So his impact on the game goes far beyond what he does on the score sheet. And what he does on the score sheet is tremendously impressive. But this guy is a tough, nasty player, willing to throw his weight around, willing to go into the dirty parts of the rink, win board battles, uh, help you maintain possession of the puck. He can be out there on the power play and just somebody who can impact the game in all facets and play in all three areas of the rink. And something else that he gives to the Rangers, which is something that they lack right now, is he gives them somebody who is going to be a long-term center for this team. We've talked about how, first of all, the Rangers are thin at center. We've talked about that quite a bit. And secondly, how even the two, you know, the best two centers that the Rangers have, Ryan Strom and Mika Zibanejad, both of them are impending unrestricted free agents after this upcoming season. And there's no guarantee that either or both of them will be back after next season. So if you acquire Mark Shifley in a trade, then you've got somebody who is under contract for all of the next three upcoming seasons. And he carries an annual cap hit of just $6.125 million. This guy is worth his weight in gold. That is beyond reasonable for a player like Mark Shifley. I don't know that you'll find a much better deal when you consider, frankly, just how good Mark Shifley is, what a strong all-around game he has, and the money that he's making. That is not even close to being unreasonable for a player of Mark Shifley's caliber. In fact, I'd say it's quite a bargain. And... He's just worth his weight in gold. And speaking of weight, six foot three, 207 pounds. The guy's an absolute beast out there. And for someone who plays such a physical style as Mark Shifley does, he's also very durable. If you look at all of the seasons he's played with the Jets, the guy's always on the ice. And, you know, for the purposes of kind of illustrating my point here, I'm going to ignore the 2012-2013 season because Shifley, he was just getting going at that time and he only played four games with the Jets during that season, uh, his first taste of NHL action. But in the eight seasons that have followed since then, Shifley has never played fewer than 60 games. Of course, the one exception to that rule would of course be this last pandemic-shortened regular season. Shifley played all 56 games of this last season. Of course, there were only 56 games. Uh, but that was also the third time in Shifley's career that he has played in every single one of his team games. So he's very durable, despite going out there and throwing his weight around and uh, playing a very physical style. We already mentioned, I mean, his game translates very well to the playoffs. I know it was a very small sample size, but we did see the Rangers kind of get pushed around a little bit by the Hurricanes in that return to play 2014 crazy tournament that we had uh, last season. And again, it, it's a very small sample size, but it was a little bit disheartening to see uh, the Canes basically just dictate the terms of that series. Even though it was just a best of five, it's just three games. And of course, the Rangers being a very young team and being very cold, having not played any hockey in several months, uh, that wasn't working in their favor either. But you know, you talk about wanting to get tougher and be a little bit more physical for playoff style of hockey. Man, Shifley fits the bill. I, I would love to uh, to bring this guy in via a trade. And again, I don't know how likely it is. You figure he'll have a ton of suitors. I'm not even convinced that the Jets are looking to deal him. But to me, here's something else I'll throw out there. He is also the ideal Jack Eichel alternative because I don't think it would cost as much to trade for Shifley as it would to trade for Jack Eichel. Shifley also makes far less money and he really might be the better all-around player between the two. And, you know, maybe you could say that Eichel has a bit more upside because he is just 24 years old, Shifley's 28, whereas Eichel has put up very good numbers in Buffalo. So you got to figure if he goes elsewhere, those numbers could see an uptick. 
Uh, whereas Shifley, he's probably going to stay about where he is as far as point production is concerned, but I don't care. Shifley's a hell of a player. It's a great all-around game and uh, somebody who can play big in the playoffs and should be a very, very strong player for many years going forward. And the Rangers would have him under contract for the next three seasons. And, you know, as far as maybe bringing him back, keeping him around after that contract expires, you can cross that bridge when you get to it. But I think in three years, you know, if everything goes as planned, the Rangers could be a bonafide Stanley Cup contender. So you could have the Rangers making deep playoff runs before Mark Shifley even makes it to unrestricted free agency. As far as negatives surrounding Mark Shifley, I got nothing. I mean, I really just like his game, and I really think he can help the Rangers and add a lot of what they lack. I suppose the one drawback would simply be whatever the Rangers would have to give up in a trade for Mark Shifley, because you got to figure he's not going to come cheap. Uh, maybe a trade package that the Rangers offer to Winnipeg involves that number 15 overall pick that we've been talking about. The Rangers, of course, have the number 15 overall pick in this year's draft. So I think you'd probably have to start there to sort of get the ball rolling a little bit. Then maybe you would have to throw in a young defenseman, maybe a Ke'Andre Miller, uh, a Braden Schneider, and I like both those guys a lot. Miller, of course, made the NHL's all-rookie team as one of its two defensemen alongside Ty Smith. Schneider, of course, is a very highly thought-of prospect that the Rangers took in the first round this past season. Obviously, though, you're going to have to give a little to get a little, and maybe the Rangers end up having to also trade a Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, maybe if the Rangers acquire Mark Shifley. The Jets would be looking for a center in return, and so maybe Ryan Strom has to head to Winnipeg because it's possible that, you know, Winnipeg might deal Mark Shifley without also going into full-fledged teardown rebuild mode. I mean, they might trade him, but then also still feel pretty good about what they're returning. They were in the playoffs this past season after all made it to the second round, and so maybe they would want a center, a ready-made NHL center, in return for Mark Shifley. And I don't think Ryan Strom, I love Strom, you know, I think he, he really made strides these last couple of seasons with the Rangers. I don't think he's quite on Mark Shifley's level, but I think as part of a trade deal, maybe the Jets would want, you know, a solid center like Ryan Strom back in exchange for Mark Shifley. So we'll see what happens. Once again, I remain somewhat skeptical that the Jets are actively looking to trade Mark Shifley, but if they are, this is the one guy that I'm actually comfortable with the Rangers unloading some fairly significant assets to make it happen because this guy is a proven big-time player in this league, great all-around game, and if you're going to bring him in, you got to be willing to uh, pony up the dough, so to speak. So uh, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I mean, Mark Shifley, of all the guys that could conceivably be dealt in this offseason— He's probably at the top of my list as far as who I'd like to see the Rangers uh, make a play for. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. All right, so for today, I figure we can do one more name, and this is a series that we can kind of continue throughout the offseason here, you know, as the days and weeks go by, and, you know, we head toward, obviously, the end of the Stanley Cup Finals, for starters, and then also uh, we get through the expansion draft, we get into free agency, and uh, kind of get into trade season as well. You know, this is something that we can go back to from time to time. I'm only doing three names today, but they're all fairly big names, and I think they all deserve uh, a good amount of attention here. And for this last uh, player... 
It's not somebody that I've necessarily heard connected to the Rangers as far as trade rumors are concerned, but his name has come up in trade talks quite a bit. He's a defenseman, and I definitely want to look at at least one defenseman today. And again, have not heard him connected to the Rangers, but I got to at least toss it out there because it's somebody who certainly seems like he's going to be available. And that is Vince Dunn, 24-year-old defenseman from the St. Louis Blues. Now, you might hear this name and say, you know, why would the Blues even consider trading one of their best young players? There's a couple of reasons. I mean, for starters, like I said, this really isn't anything new. He was rumored to be on the block leading up to the trade deadline this past season. And as far as the reasons for that, he's now a restricted free agent. He has arbitration rights, and he's going to be looking for a pretty substantial raise, you would have to think, over the $1.875 million that he made this past season, which was his third season in the NHL. And on top of all that, uh, the Blues, they've got some salary cap issues. They've got $63.4 million invested in 15 players for this upcoming season, 2021-2022, and they also have other impending free agents in addition to Vince Dunn in the form of Jaden Schwartz, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Cairo, just to name a few. And then finally, you've got the expansion draft that's kind of looming over everybody's head as well. They might not be able to protect Vince Dunn because they might want to look to protect Tori Crew, Colin Pareko, and Justin Falk ahead of him. And so if you feel like you're going to lose a really, really good player in the expansion draft, then the road to go down might be to trade that player. We saw the Rangers do that a few years ago when they traded Antti Ranta and Derek Stepan to the Coyotes for Tony D'Angelo in a first-round draft pick. And... I don't think it's necessarily that they wanted to run Ronta out of town, but they can only protect one goalie, and it was going to be Henrik Lundqvist. So Ronta almost definitely would have been taken in the Vegas Knights expansion draft there, and uh, the Rangers just figured might as well trade him rather than lose him for nothing. But anyway, back to Dunn here. There are it's, it's basically a long way of saying that there are a lot of hurdles for the Blues to overcome when it comes to nailing down some kind of a new deal with Vince Dunn, and you got to believe they're at least open to moving him, given that, once again, his name was coming up in trade talk uh, around the deadline this past season. And I wanted to just kind of run through his career stats real quick here. I believe I misspoke just a minute ago. I said he was three seasons into his NHL career. He is actually four seasons into his NHL career, all with the St. Louis Blues. 267 games played, 32 goals scored, 70 assists, so 102 points in 267 games. He's also skated an additional 29 playoff games, two goals, and nine assists. And of course, played a major role with this team in the 2018-2019 Stanley Cup playoffs helping them win the Stanley Cup. And in that postseason, 20 games, two goals, and six assists. As far as why the Rangers could potentially be interested in Dunn, I think the biggest reason is just that he simply fills a need for the team because we've heard some reports for a while now, I mean, really ever since the season ended and, and even before the season ended, that the Rangers would like to add a veteran defense in. That's kind of vague. It could mean one of the bigger name free agents, whether it's somebody like Alec Martinez or Adam Larson, maybe Dougie Hamilton, if you really want to get crazy. I don't think they'd go after Hamilton, but you get the idea. One of the bigger name uh, defenseman free agents that are going to be out there this offseason. Or it could simply mean a journeyman veteran defenseman who the Rangers kind of see as being here as a one or two year stopgap and somebody who maybe has a little bit of playoff experience, maybe can kind of lead the way for some of these young defensemen on this team. It could even mean bringing back Brennan Smith for one more season. But Vince Dunn, if they trade for him, he obviously does fill a need. Not that he's this grizzled 35-year-old veteran defenseman who's played 100-plus postseason games, but he is someone with playoff experience. He has won a Stanley Cup, played a big role on that championship team, and is just a really good all-around player. So he would absolutely improve the Ranger blue line, which it sounds like the Rangers are looking to do via outside help 
this offseason. And again, we can debate whether they're going to go after one of the biggest fish in the pond or whether they'll just kind of bring in, like I said, uh, a journeyman type guy. But the Rangers have a bunch of cap space, so about $23 million, and they can take advantage of a team that does not have a ton of cap space, whether that's the Blues or somebody else. In this case, obviously, it would be the Blues. Certainly, you would have to give up something in exchange for acquiring Vince Dunn, but I don't think it would be as costly to the Rangers to acquire Vince Dunn in a trade as it would to acquire some of the guys that we already talked about. Mark Shifley, Johnny Goudreau, Jack Eichel, or a handful of these other players that could be available in trade talks. The Blues are kind of going to have their hand forced due to their cap situation, and they might have no choice but to trade Vince Dunn, and other teams around the league are aware of that fact, and if the Blues do indeed trade it done, I'm sure they'll look to create some kind of a bidding war, but I think the Rangers could at least get involved there, at least step into the ring, see what they can do to potentially land somebody like Vince Dunn. Again, a very talented young defenseman. You know, we talked about this with Eichel, but players this young and this, I mean, Dunn's not on Eichel's level, but this good don't always become available via trade uh, when they're already a Stanley Cup champion at the age of 24 and already an established solid player in the league. And something else that I got to mention here, if they were to bring in Vince Dunn via trade, this could also free up the Rangers to potentially move some of their other young defensemen in exchange for a Mark Shifley or a Jack Eichel or one of these other guys whose name is coming up in trade talks around the league. And here's why. If the Rangers trade for Vince Dunn, then you really got to figure that five of the six Ranger defensemen on opening night next season will be in no particular order. Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, and Vince Dunn. That's pretty darn good, and you can kind of let some of the young Ranger defensemen in the pipeline duke it out for that sixth and final spot. But at that point, if you bring in Dunn, you're pretty much set when it comes to your defensemen. You've got five guys that you feel really, really good about, and then that can open the door for the Rangers to potentially trade some of these younger and highly thought of defense and prospects like Zach Jones, like Matthew Robertson, Tarmo Reunanen, Braden Schneider, just to name a few. And you can move one or two of these guys to address another area of need, namely center, without feeling like you've completely depleted your blue line. One move sort of leads to the next in this case. As far as reasons against it, I mean, I guess you could argue that Vince Dunn might be blocking the path of a young Ranger defenseman making it to the NHL, but I really don't see that as an issue because Dunn himself is a very young defenseman at just 24 years of age. Uh, he might block a Zach Jones or a Rayunanen or a Robertson, but there's nothing wrong with that. If it's Jack Johnson blocking the path of one of those young defensemen, that's a problem. But a good young player like Vince Dunn blocking their path is not a problem at all. And in fact, Maybe that's the trade. You know, maybe the Blues, if they're going to deal done to the Rangers, maybe they want to pick up one of the strong, young, highly thought of Ranger defenseman prospects to effectively replace Vince Dunn either at the start of this season or in a season down the road, you know, maybe just the following season. And obviously that player, whoever they get, whether it's Rayudin or Jones or Robertson or Schneider, that player would be far less costly than Vince Dunn. And the Rangers have cap room, and the Blues do not. So that could be a trade that makes sense. Of course, uh, that number 15 pick could also be in play. I mean, maybe you deal that pick in exchange for Vince Dunn. That might be too much. You guys can let me know what you think about that. But I just don't feel like the Blues really have a ton of leverage for all the reasons we just talked about, you know, and especially given their cap situation. And I just get the feeling that Vince Dunn, whether it's to the Rangers or someone else, he's somebody that could very, very likely be on the move here. And I, I say the Rangers should at least throw their name in the hat. I, I suppose one other knock is it does seem like he's getting a reputation as being a little bit of an offensive-minded defenseman, and the Rangers have a lot of those. You've got Fox, you've got Truba, 
Uh, certainly, Keandre Miller has some offensive upside. Zach Jones, it would seem, uh, could chip in offensively as well. So maybe he becomes a little bit redundant. But again, when you've got an established 24-year-old defenseman becoming available via trade, I think you got to at least do your due diligence, pick up the phone and talk to the St. Louis Blues and uh, you know see what they'd be interested in. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Like I said, we will talk about uh, other trade targets at a future date, and we'll probably do more than just three in those episodes. But these are all big names. Wanted to uh, give them all uh, a fair amount of time and just kind of discuss it from every angle here on today's episode. But enjoy Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. And if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, why one NFL playmaker once out of New England. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.